Hello and welcome to yet another edition of uh, Tech Talks, uh, where we engage with HR and HR tech subject matter experts to unearth trends and insights in the realm of HR technology. In this episode, we talk to Ganesh Iyer, founder and CEO of Dotton. Dotton is a B2B uh, talent analytics platform that leverages AI and helps enterprises in sourcing, screening, upskilling, and engaging talent all in real time and uh, without asking any questions. So it has really proven benefits of increased hiring efficiency, uh, increased productivity, providing instant upskilling recommendations for the talent, significantly reducing attrition, especially when we are talking about the great employee resignation happening at this point of time. Thank you very much for joining in, uh, Ganesh. I really appreciate the time and effort. Sure, absolutely. Thank you for having us here, Shita. It's an honor. Yeah, so let me uh, shoot the first question, right? What are the top business and talent challenges that you are facing at this point of time? What your clients are encountering at this point of time? I think uh, this would be synonymous across all the clients. And thanks to our dear friend COVID that came out of nowhere two years ago. And uh, this has really changed everyone's lives upside down. Uh, and uh, it has really transformed in a many in many ways. How do you hire people? How do you onboard people? How do you engage your employees? How do you even retain your employees, right? And uh, one of the biggest challenges that is seen in the industry is the changing landscape within the business. So there was a new article that came out from Gartner's, which is very interesting, where they said 87% of what you're learning today is going to become obsolete in the next three to five years. Think about it. 87% of what you're learning today as an employee or as a talent is going to become obsolete in the next three to five years. Out of that, 64% is related to soft skills. And this is becoming such a big factor in terms of every business that is trying to grapple their head, thinking how do they basically come out of the situation in a way where the talent is also transforming itself to the changing needs of the business. I think that's one of the biggest challenge that every business is seeing right now. That's quite scary, right? 87% in the next three to five years, but that's exactly where uh, we need to uh, leverage uh, technology uh, more. So, so that's a perfect segue to the next uh, question, right? Um, in the, uh, the current scenario, what are the key trends that you are witnessing that will really prove to be a game changer for HR technology, prove to be a key game changer for HR teams to adopt technology? I think, uh, again, the COVID has really forced each one of us to fundamentally uh, look at tools in a way that can aid our day-to-day -day activities versus see tools as a means to uh, basically take away the job because that was an inherent fear within many of the recruiters and the hiring managers. Hey, will the AI tool not only create a bias, but also take away my job. And as the, as the issues are so profound now, every person is looking for how do they hire the best talent? How do they screen the best talent in a way you can't even meet the person. You have to do a lot more zoom calls, Webex calls to meet the person and understand who this person is. How do you do that more effectively? Or even how do you engage and retain your talent? This year is called as a year of uh, resignation. The reason is very simple. Many employees are st stepping down and saying that, boss, I can't take this anymore. 
I need to take a break and try to understand how do I live, how do I balance between professional and personal life. And as that is all happening, the trend is primarily looking for how do I source the talent better. The trend is how do I screen the talent better in terms of understanding technical and non-technical skills. And how do I even upskill and retain the talent in a way which becomes seamless. And all of these done through your desktop or through your laptop because there is no way on earth you can go to the office, right? So the trend is how do you do all of these seamlessly in a virtual environment? Thank you very much. So which means we are, you are talking about sourcing, screening, upskilling talent so that they can be retained better, right? Uh, so which means there's a critical role that the HR teams are now expected to play. Uh, earlier, they were playing a lot more administrative tactical function. Now yep. they're expected to play a lot more strategic function. So in the new hybrid workplace, uh, what is your opinion on the new role of HR? How critical is the HR function to drive digital transformation? I think this ties back to the very first question, right? What are the challenge, challenge, challenges seen? And if you look at the challenges and peel the onion, 87% of what you learn today becomes obsolete in the next three to five years. Out of that, 64% is related to non-technical skills or soft skills. That all ties back to people-centric approach. If you don't understand a person, if you don't understand a talent, high degree of chance you will completely miss the bus and you will be left high and dry in terms of the transformation that is happening at a logarithmic scale. So when it comes to hybrid workplace, every company is trying to figure out how do I basically bring my workforce in a way which is not only meaningful, but also safe because you don't want to relapse the COVID. At the same time, I don't lose the productivity. I don't lose the engagement with my employees. End of the day, a business is built on the fundamentals of a talent doing well. And knowing that the soft skills are gonna play a much bigger part in terms of making a decision, how well the talent can, can adapt to this hybrid model, working from home or working partially from home, it becomes very critical factor for an HR. Now HR is in every boardroom discussion. Previously it was seen as an operational center. Now it's seen as a profitability center because unless until you don't have the right person who can make the difference within the organization to transform into this new norm, there is no transformation happening. So this has really brought a change in terms of having this mindset change at the board level to not only look at people, but look at people at the perspective of strategy and execution. How do the, how do the, how do the HR organizations add value to the top line, not just to the bottom line? Great point. So how, how do we create a safe uh, workplace that is very productive? where you continue to maintain high engagement with the employees and how can they perform better. And uh, all of this uh, leading to the HR teams getting a seat at the decision-making table, which is actually what we have always been propagating. Technology adoption is a great way for HR teams to actually get back a seat at the decision-making table. I think what you just said uh, really ties in well with that, Ganesh. Great point, Shira. Well, well said, and I think you articulated that point pretty well. So one of the key things uh, that you must be doing, Ganesh, is to help your HR clients uh, present uh, uh, ROIs to the leadership because technically HR, invest, HR technology investments do not get the funding from leadership. Uh, a lot of reasons are cited for it. The ROI does not communicate dollars and cents properly or the business case presented is not 
um, the right way that the leadership wants. So I want to know, um, how do you help your HR teams get the leadership buy-in um, and executive approval for the investment in HR team? I think that's a great question. And as you rightfully said, the HR is always considered as an operational center, at least before COVID. Uh, Post-COVID, I think the mindset has completely changed because of the disruption that has happened to every person on earth, which is directly impacting many of the enterprises in a big way. So for us, fundamentally, irrespective of COVID or not, every aspect of what we do for a company, we look for, are we mitigating a pain point? Not nice to have feature, but are we really mitigating a pain point? The pain point right now that we are solving as an example is people are struggling to find talent to even apply into positions. So how many more people are able to apply for a given position? If we can measure that, that's a direct value add that, that is seen by the business. That becomes a no-brainer for them to see how do they put more money where more people are applying into the roles. Or how do I screen candidates better? Identifying their non-technical skills and by, by which I can cut down the interview time by instead of 100 minutes, it is now just 30 minutes. So direct show, directly showing that as a part of savings helps us to basically overcome any part of the operational cost that is seen on the HR side. And the long-term benefits, uh, some of the HR metrics are long-term benefits that are not easy to quantify, but that definitely helps us to build over a period of time. Keep an eye on those metrics like retention, productivity, engagement. There's, those are standard metrics. And are we able to drive better outcomes so that those are directly tagged to every employee staying for a longer time, being more productive, where you can then show the ROI with respect to the dollar value. But those are long tail. We focus primarily on sourcing and screening as a tip of the spear so that it becomes a lot easier. How many more candidates are coming in? How quickly are we screening to get the better candidates? And are we able to provide deeper insights? That gives us a direct correlation to, hey, are we adding value? What is the dollar value? And that helps us to basically turn around and get more budget. This is how we are helping the HR, uh, CHROs or chief people officers to get more budgets as a part of their strategy. Fantastic, Ganesha. You know, the key requirement at this point of time is the HR tech providers need to empower their HR teams, HR clients with such data and ammunition so that uh, approval becomes easier. I think definitely you're on the right track. Uh, the, the talk right now is on employee experience. Um, and uh, what is your best in class um, mantra that you cite for uh, employee experience? When, it, when you say employee experience, what comes to your mind? How do you want to enable it? I think uh, everyone talks about employee experience or candidate experience, but the key thing that they forget about all these experiences, understanding the talent itself. The experience starts with the talent. So how do you understand who they are? What are their motivations? What are their values? What are their learning style? What are their working style? Along with their skills that they have accumulated over the period of time, or they may have just been starting their fresh job, uh, is something that many companies are completely missing out. Uh, they talk about uh, creating personalization without even knowing who this person is, right? So. For me, the key mantra would be understanding the talent, which can be a candidate or an employee. In this case, employee experience would be an employee. And how do you understand them in a way that would be tying to their core motivations and values? Because if you do that right, 
And if you serve some of the personalization in terms of showing the right jobs, right training curriculum, right mentors, that goes a long way in terms of not only internally meeting their expectation, but also bringing the aspect of productivity, retention, and happiness. Uh, so it's a win-win for both the talent, which is an employee, as well as the enterprise. So understanding the employees in terms of who they are is very important as a part of creating that employee experience, best in class. In fact, we are seeing two interesting trends. One is hyper-personalization. The other is the co-creator economy, right? So essentially, companies are actually working with employees and setting their own KPIs uh, for our performance measurement. Um, and we are talking about hyper-personalization. And the fulcrum to both of these is essentially understanding the core motivation of the talent, right? Uh, you very rightly indicated that most companies, enterprises go after engagement uh, more on a tactical front, but you are actually helping the clients go to the most basic foundation of understanding the client, uh, understanding the employees based on which you can build it. That is right. Spot on. Shira. Perfect. Um, Ganesh, so pandemic has proved to be a big accelerator for adoption of tech, right? So there are a lot of enterprises, uh, a lot of our clients too, who are at varying stages of adoption of technology. They're varying maturity uh, levels, right? So for someone who is actually looking to embark on the digital transformation journey or a HR tech adoption, right? Who are probably the early stages of the ladder. What would be your advice or guidance um, to ensure that they have a smooth transition? I think the, the and this again, uh, I would definitely, I wouldn't have a broader perspective based on the discussions that we are having with all the clients. Uh, one of the key thing that we have seen is uh, the aspect of keeping an open, uh, open mind as they're getting into this digital transformation. Uh, there is not a single, uh, there is not a magic wand where a vendor can come in and say that I can solve all your problems. Impossible. What would be important for every leader would be to take a phased approach and understand what is really impacting their day-to-day -day operation and how do they just focus on that and solve that and then focus on many other aspects, right? So take it as a layered approach and focus on few versus all and definitely keep an open mind because it can be a bumpy ride as you get into this transformation. Open-mindedness is definitely the key uh, skill uh, that everyone needs to have uh, to essentially progress in the digital transformation journey. Too many issues keep coming up. You just have to be very agile in uh, maneuvering through it. Uh, Ganesh, thank you very much uh, for uh, being on our uh, show today. It was a pleasure hosting you and great insights indeed. We look forward to hosting you in our future sessions too. Thank you, Shridha. Thanks for having me here.